Greetings from the Sultanate of Oman. I'm very sorry uh, not to be able to be with you today in person, but I'm delighted still to be able to share with you at least a few thoughts on the theme of your conference. Uh, I would like to start by expressing my warmest thanks to the National Council for U.S.-Arab Relations for organizing this event. Your meeting promises to make a timely, much needed and rich contribution to our understanding of the challenges and possibilities, the uncertainties, if you like, that we face together today. In making this contribution, we continue in the admirable tradition established over nearly four decades now by the National Council. This is an organization that is globally admired by many for its promotion of thoughtful, well-informed collaboration underpinned by a humanist and internationalist vision. We all owe an enormous debt of gratitude to its founding president and chief executive officer, Dr. John Duke Anthony. John, thank you, not just for this event, but for all the tireless enthusiasm, wisdom, and generosity with which you have so graciously made our conversations possible over the years. Let me now honor John's commitment to serious and meaningful dialogue by trying to address the question that this conference asks us. Arab-US uncertainties, what lies ahead? So first, let us consider which uncertainties are we thinking about here? What kind of role does the United States wants to have in the contemporary Arab world. From the perspective of Oman and our immediate neighbors on the Arabian Peninsula, this involves questions about the future of the Gulf. What is the nature of the United States commitment to the security of the Gulf? How might the Arab states of the Gulf best combine their relationships with the United States, with their relationships with other powers, with China, for example, or with Iran, or with India? What are the key positive outcomes that Arab states of the Gulf might wish to pursue in collaboration with the United States? To start to answer these questions and look ahead with a little less uncertainty, we need to turn our attention to what is happening now in the Gulf and, and from there work out what this means for U.S.-Arab relationships in the years to come. So as I attempt to offer a few answers, to say what it is that I think lies ahead of us, I will be speaking specifically about Oman and about how we might best chart a course into the uncertain future. 
This means I can introduce at least one element of, of uh, certainty into our discussion. In Oman, we recognize that we are already living through a moment of profound and historical transition. I'm talking about the transition away from carbon. For those of us whose economic development has been so profoundly shaped by the geological accident of oil and gas reserves, this transition has a double character. For us, it is not simply a matter of making a transition away from the consumption of uh, fossil fuels. It is about transforming the very basis of our present prosperity. For those societies whose relationship to fossil fuel is essentially a matter of consumption, the transition may turn out to be mainly a transition from one model of energy use to another. Renewable energy, electric cars, effective insulation, all of these and more can be achieved in many parts of the world without changing the underlying foundations of the economy. In other words, the house can be refurbished and new technologies installed. The key wealth generating activities can continue as before, powered by different energy sources. We don't have that comparative luxury. We have to work out how we can continue to provide our citizens with work with incomes, with public services, with healthcare, with education, and with the good life they have come to enjoy in a world beyond fossil fuels. This means that as the Arab states of the Gulf look to the future, the complex process of decarbonization may need to involve a profound reorganization of our entire economy and social relations. Some of the outlines of this reorganization are already coming into focus. I want briefly to sketch three of them. Our transition will require major investments in renewable energy. Here, we can already see that what lies ahead may be very exciting. Oman, for example, has some of the world's highest potential for the generation of solar and wind energy. Year-round sunshine and a long coastline turn out to be more than just uh, an appealing holiday proposition. One study concludes our green hydrogen potential is tenfold our current oil and gas production. So I urge you all to come and partner with us to realize this potential. Much work has to be done. Storage capacity and effective technologies for energy export will be required. Oman is building partnerships with some of the world's leading research and development organizations to make this happen. I want to see more American firms among them. 
technological development will be crucial elsewhere as we move to diversify our economy. We want to build partnerships with the technology innovators of the future, inviting them to bring their ideas and their businesses to Oman. We want to encourage innovation by supporting young Omanis to develop products and services and the SMEs that will deliver them. Oman Vision 2040 makes this a key priority. Renewable energy, innovative applications of new technology with government support for SMEs. But there is a vital third element. We need to ensure that the new economy towards which we are planning our transition is an economy that offers all our citizens the opportunity to flourish. In the Sultanate of Oman, we believe that this can be best achieved by developing and maintaining the highest levels of social inclusion. Part of the reorganization involved in the transition must therefore be an active role for government in making sure that the most vulnerable in our society are protected while those of us who enjoy the privileges of wealth all make an appropriate contribution to the well-being of all. The path to stability and security goes via social inclusion and solidarity between people and families. That is the path that Oman has chosen. The question of what lies ahead for relations between the U.S. and the Arab states of the Gulf is therefore transformed into a new set of related questions. What can the United States do to encourage this choice as a choice for the region? How can the U.S. commitment to regional security be realized in a new way? How can American policy in the region support its governments and citizens in what I believe to be the responsible choice, the choice which offers the best prospects of regional stability? In other words, how can the United States best contribute to the development of a new concept of regional security in the Gulf? Regional security that is based not only on the balancing of powers, but rather more on the development of solidarity between people. There has been much talk in recent years about the United States withdrawing from the region. People have been worried about the consequences of the withdrawal of the traditional instruments of American power, security personnel, weaponry, and the maintenance of strategic partnerships against political threats. Some have feared that this means the United States is going to turn its attention elsewhere, prioritizing 
other regions content to leave the Gulf and the Arab world more generally to live without its continuing support. I don't think that this is the case and it certainly doesn't need to be. American engagement in the Gulf used to be a question of military power, strategic alliances, containment, and intervention. Much has taken place in extraordinarily difficult circumstances. But in the future, if we get it right, American engagement in the region will support security, will support stability and prosperity even more effectively than it has through these conventional means. We can do this if the United States, its government, its businesses, its technology entrepreneurs, its educators and its thinkers work with us to develop and implement policies that seek decarbonization, diversification and social inclusion. Thank you very much. I wish you a successful conference. I hope to see many of you in Oman in the coming months. Thank you again.